This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Hallelujah. Before we sit down, let's read the scriptures together. Mark chapter 4, from verse 35 to verse 40. And the same day, when the evening was come, he says unto them, Let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had, they had sent away the multitude, they took him, even as he was in the ship, and there were also with him other little ships. Next verse, please. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. And it was in the inner of the part of the ship. It was under. Don't mind King James. All right. Asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and say, and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased. And there was a great calm. Last verse. And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? Revelation chapter 1, verse 8. Revelations 1, 8. Can we read this together? Are we ready? One to go. The Almighty, hallelujah. Can we have our seats, please? Amen. I'd like to thank Pastor Shola and Pastor Abby for this opportunity once again. Thank you, Ma. Thank you, sir. Hallelujah. Amen. Can you look to your neighbor and tell your neighbor, God is in the middle of it. Did you get what I said? God is in the middle of it. Hallelujah. Amen. Everything about our work in Christ starts with a prophecy, a promise, or an instruction. Anything that we do in this work, you have a promise from the scripture, you have a prophecy, or you have an instruction. Hallelujah. In other words, everything is done in the context of God's word. He's saying something to you. Prophecy, promise, or an instruction. Hallelujah. Amen. And if you are like me, when you receive God, God's word, you are wont to rejoice. Am I correct? How many of you rejoice January 1? You know that crossover? If you did not rejoice, let me see. Ah, you did not rejoice. So I will know where your own issue is. You did not rejoice. All right. What was our, or what is our word for this year? Uh-huh. You see, I'm hearing other things. What is our word for this year? Yes, it's the year of the Spirit. The conference was the things of the Spirit. Don't get it mixed up. Hallelujah. This is the year of the Spirit. And then, Pastor, you know, um, and prophesied, and then we're jumping and jubilating and seeing what the word was saying. Am I correct? Amen. And many of us here, as 
one time or the other, God has said something to you. And then it was so wonderful that you were all smiles and jumping and shouting or just sitting there and just smiling and they are wondering, what's doing you? I just, you can't understand. Has it happened to you before? Let me see your hands now. Glory, hallelujah. All right. So, how many of us along the line, like from January till this time, this is the last day of the three-day fast, Abby? And then pastor said we should praise God and pray concerning the last part. How many of us, I'm sure there is nobody that is less than, um, apart from the children, I don't think there's anybody that's less than, let's say, 15, assumption. So in the few years that you have lived on earth, and in the few years that you have been a Christian, and in the few years that you've had God say something to you, in, in January, how many times has it happened that somewhere in June, or in July, or in August, you are wondering, hey, God, that thing that you said, hallelujah, amen. Some people are looking at me like, no, eh, no. If, you, if it happens to you, let me see whether I'm talking to some people. Aha, glory, hallelujah. Amen. So we start in January, we start in February, and we are like, ha, ah, glory, God said this to me. And you wake up one day, and you're like, mm, this year is the year of something, 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 something. You know, for me, I receive the word God says to us as a church, then I have my own personal word for my family. So we are looking at it, and we are confessing, and we are like, hallelujah, glory, glory, glory. And then sometime in June, you are like, eh, God, that thing you said is like, eh. and you are wondering what's happening. And sometimes it might not be in the context of a year. Maybe there is an issue and you've been praying. God, I need that child. And God said to you, two years ago, you, should, you will have it. And you are wondering, God, two years after, uh -uh, what happened? Is it that you did not put according to the time of life? Maybe the, the two years was your own two years. <laughs> Hallelujah. And you are wondering, oh, what's happening here? Tell your neighbor, say you are not alone. Hallelujah. You are not alone. Listen, that scripture that we read in Mark chapter 4, Jesus said, let's go to the other side. What's that? An instruction, a promise, anyhow, anyhow you want to put it. Let's go to the other side. Now, in Revelation chapter 1 verse 8, it says, I am the what? The Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the end, right? So, when he says, let's go to the other side, that's the beginning, right? If he says, I'm the beginning and the end, that tells me that in Christ, my end is settled, right? I know a lot of us, we understand that. So we understand that even though he said this word now, this word is already fulfilled. Hallelujah. Because it's the beginning and the end. But you see, I mean, that's nice. And we understand that to some extent. The problem is what happens in the middle. Tell your neighbor again, say, God is in the middle of it. It's what happens in the middle. That time that you are waiting and wondering, is it going to come to pass? Am I making sense? And so, they began to go, right? And then all of a sudden, there was a storm. And the storm began to beat against the sheep of their promise. Let me put it like that. Because remember, Jesus said, let's go to the other side. And they entered the ship and began to go. That was the very cool to take them to the other side. And all of a sudden, something began, began to happen. There was storm. It began to beat against that ship of the, you know, taking them to the promise. 
And the Bible says that it was almost full. Please, where was Jesus sleeping? <laughs> if, you, if, you, if, you, if, you, if you think about it very well, it's, okay, don't let me digress. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> so, that same thing happens to us. We rejoice at the beginning. And then we see the hope of what God has said. And we are like, hallelujah, glory, glory. I can see this thing coming to pass. Then two months, three months, uh, that job has not come. Four months, five months. And that joy that you had at the beginning begins to wane. Mm. Am I making sense? And then you come to church one day and pastor is saying that God has been faithful. And then you are, I know, but does it happen to you? No, let's be real. Does it happen to you? I know, but uh, it's now five months old. After God said, I'll get a job. Are you following? It's not three, three years old. After, I, after I'm, I've been married, it's not that I'm planning it to, the baby did not come. And I have confessed and prayed. And when we were being joined together, the pastor prophesied and said we'll be fruitful. Hallelujah. Amen. Where's the fruitfulness? And then I've been five years out of school. And there is still no job. The only job I've been doing is the one that uh, <laughs> pays me peanuts. But I've got to do it because I've got to keep body and soul together, right? Is that how they say it? And then I've been praying and confessing and believing and jumping every time I receive a word. But all of a sudden, I'm getting overwhelmed because it looks as if the ship is about to go down. Amen. When I was thinking about this message, what dropped in my mind is that this message is a message of hope. Hallelujah. It's to sustain and maintain our hope. To anchor it to the word that you have received at the beginning and which is already fulfilled at the end. Hallelujah. As long as we stay on course, regardless of the storm, you will get to the end. But you see, the beauty of it is, in all the things that we are going through, in the middle of the, the beginning and the end of that word, the beginning and the end of, you know, of that promise, of that prophecy, God is there with us. Hallelujah. Amen. Tell your neighbor, say, God is there with us. God is there with us. Jesus was in the boat. But even though Jesus was in the boat, the storm still rose. So that you are born again is not an excuse or a reason for the devil not to attack you. Am I making sense? As a matter of fact, that you are born again is the reason why it's going to come. That you have received the promise is the reason why the devil is going to come. Remember the parable of the sower. When you receive the word, four things can happen. Hallelujah. And out of the four things, only one is positive. Because you got the one that dropped at the wayside. And straight away. So when you receive the word, immediately there is an attack. Let us go over to the other side. And, I, and everything starts and looks jolly and nice and joyful and great until the storm arises. 
Amen. Bible says some fell, you know, within the tongues. Jesus called out the cares of life, began to choke the word. We get to a point where everything around you begins to speak louder than the word that you have received. And you begin to cut the corners you are not supposed to cut. You look at God and, say, and you say, God, I need to make this money. And because you need to make that money, you sleep with the guy you are not supposed to sleep with. You, you know, cut back procurement. If you are in a structured system, you understand what I just said. And then you add the money that is not there to you, you know. Guy has to make this money. That is an evidence that you do not believe what he said. And you do not believe that he has already perfected it. Hallelujah. Am I making sense this evening? Why am I teaching this way? We are in July. And we, at least I believe a lot of us, we received God's word. On the 31st, a lot of people go to church and dance and jump and see the future. Have you? That thing that you saw, <laughs> when it looks as if it's not coming to pass, what do you do? Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, God is in the middle of it. In that Revelations, can you put it back up? Revelations 1, 8. So it says, I'm the Alpha and the Omega. I'm the beginning and the end. See the Lord, which is, which was, and which is to come, the Almighty. So it's not just that he was. It's not just that he's going to come. It says, which is. Current ministry of the Holy Ghost. Which is. Which was, yes, you received the word. Which is to come, yes, the word is going to be fulfilled. But within the, 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 the reception of the word and the fulfillment, there is something in between. It says, which was, which is to come, but which is. Hallelujah. Am I making any sense? And God is not with you in the middle of it, just like um, someone that can't do nothing to help you. The Bible says it's with you in the middle of it as what? The Almighty. You didn't hear me? <laughs> it's with you in the storm, not as the one that's come to say sorry. Oh, ah, the economy is hard, though. That, that word, we might have to postpone it. It's not likely the thing will come to pass now. It's not in the middle of it with you with, like that. Ah, actually, I did not know your case was this bad. I thought that uh, you should have given back the way your case is. Ah, five years. <laughs> oh, they go. It's not in the middle of it like that. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, God is the Almighty. And is in the middle of it with you. Hallelujah. Is someone following me? It's a simple message, seriously. Simple, straight to the point. So Jesus said to them, he said, why are you afraid? Is that what happens many times 
when the cares of life begins to lash at us? Why do men start to do what they shouldn't do? Why do Christians begin to live as though they are not born again? Fear. Hallelujah. Fear. That's verse 40. Verse 40. Fear. Why are you fearful? What is causing you to be fearful? Why? I already said, let's get to the other side. Can I submit to you again that when God says a thing, it is already done. It's not that it will be done. Am I following? It is not that it will be done. When God says to you, be healed, he's not now thinking of how to come and heal you. Uh-uh. When God, as a matter of, as a matter of fact, God says of what it already is. Am I making it difficult? Is it simple enough? Bible says God calls the things that be not as though they are, right? Calls the things that be not. He calls them as though they are. I like concluding that scripture like this. Because they are. Do you see what I just said? Now, where are they? Not in the physical realm. That's where the issue is. That is not the issue with God, though, with us. God calls the things that be not as though they are. And he calls them like that because they are. Where do they exist? In him. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm going somewhere. In him. Hallelujah. So if everything, including the fulfillment of his word, is already existent in the fullness of who God is, it means that the only way and the only reason why I will not get to the, in quote, promised land is what? If, if I refuse to hold on to the confession of my faith, Hebrews 10, 23, hallelujah, is if I refuse to hold on to the confession of my faith, to the profession of my faith, if I refuse to hold on to that word that has been spoken, am I making sense? Because if everything is already done and concluded and sorted in Christ Jesus, it means there is nothing that can happen to the word. The Bible says his word cannot go back to him void. It is impossible for God to speak and for it not to happen. So if it does not happen in my life, it's because I have taken my reality away from the reality of God. Is someone following me? I know I've said it a lot of times, and I'm going to say it again. It is absolutely impossible for God to say a word, give you a promise, and for it not to come to pass. It's not possible. But it's possible for you not to experience it. I know that sounds like a contradiction, right? Do you know that Jesus was in the boat with them all the while and the water was getting in and he was still sleeping? Their experiences were different even though he was with them. Am I making sense? 
I'm trying to explain what I just said. He was in the boat with them. He was sleeping. Water was coming in. They were shouting and almost wondering whether they were going to die. Jesus was in a boat with them, and the experiences was di- were different. Until, until what happened? Until what happened? In that story, until they called her name. But listen, in this walk of faith that we have embarked on, whether you like it or not, if you are born again, you are on a walk of faith. In this walk of faith that we have embarked on, at every point in time, you must hold on to that confession of your faith. Regardless of what is beating against the sheep of your promise. Are you following me? Regardless of the water that is coming into the sheep, you must hold on to the confession of your faith. That is the equivalent of them calling on to Jesus and saying, Master, don't you care that we perish? I'm sure Jesus was wondering, you and who? Because, of course, his own experience was diametrically opposed to what they were experiencing. I mean, they were shouting they were about to die. Somebody was sleeping. Obviously, they were not experiencing the same thing. Did you know that if, let's assume they didn't call on Jesus and Jesus decided not to do anything, Jesus was going to get to the other side. So the word of God cannot fail. It will get to the other side. The question is, are you Oh, held on to it so much that as it's going, it's carrying you along. Because it will get to the other side. Am I making sense? Tell your neighbor, it will get to the other side. It will get to the other side. It will. It will. It will. <laughs> so this evening, I'm saying to us, July, August, six more months. September, October, November, December. That word that you have received, hold on fast. Maybe in January, you used to look at it every day. And all of a sudden, it's it's somewhere now in your head. Go back to start looking at that word. Put it in your mouth. Keep confessing. Keep believing. Keep praying. Keep working at it. Amen. The problem is many times... We let it slip away. Or to put it more accurately, we slip away from it. God is in the middle of it. It's not just the Alpha and the Omega. It's not just the beginning and the end. It's not just the one who was and who will come. Is the one that is the one who is. Hallelujah. Amen. And like I say, he's there as the Almighty. So it is important for us to keep this consciousness in our spirit. Hallelujah. It's important for us to keep what? The consciousness in our spirit. Every day, every time, every moment. When the flood begins to rise, the Next thing to do is not to shout. I don't know how to speak in another language, but you get what I'm saying. Because for a lot of people, that's our reaction. We begin to lament. We begin to cry, looking for people to sympathize. See, I can sympathize with you and tell you sorry. It does not solve your problem, does it? 
And the amazing part of it is that if you do not do what you are supposed to do, even the Holy Ghost will comfort you. Is the comforter. Yeah. It will, it will be there with you in comforting until you learn what you need to do for the word, for you to explain what the word has done. It will comfort you and encourage you. And then you come to church on Sunday and then you are gingered again. But you are still not holding on to the confession of your faith. So on Tuesday, on Wednesday, on Thursday, you are finished somehow. And then you come on Saturday for the people that come for prayer meeting. And then you are, ah, hallelujah. That prayer meeting was hot. And then you leave prayer meeting. And then two hours after that, your mommy calls and says, ah, something, 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 something. You are supposed to send money since last month. You don't send money. And it just occurs to you that, guy, you don't care for this. <laughs> hallelujah. I'm trying to make it practical because life is practical. Hallelujah. Amen. But you see, no matter what it is, no matter what it is, the word of God will not fail. Tell anybody, the word of God will not fail. So all I need to do is to stick with the word. Somebody said you stick with it like a postage stamp will stick to a letter until it gets to the destination. Stick with it. Stick with it. It looks like it's not happening. Stick with it. Two years has passed. Stick with it. Hallelujah. Amen. Tell anybody, say, stick with the word. So we have six more months, thereabouts. How many of us are going to stick with the word? So it's good to, to, to fast and pray. And declare again about the second half of the year. But then God you know, tells you something again. And then you don't stick to it. And you're wondering why it looks as if out of 10 things only one happened. Uh, that was, maybe that was the one you paid attention to. Are you following me? God is not just at the beginning when the word comes. And then you rejoice. Pastor gives the prophecy. You come for the conference. And the pastors come, Pastor Boyd comes, Apostle Simon comes, and, be, you know, and they declare. And you're like, hallelujah, glory, amen. Do you, do, do you know how you, you remember how you feel in those kind of meetings? Let's be, be serious. Just, you, you know how you feel now. That feeling, that feeling of joy and shout and jumping. How come you don't feel like that anymore? Simple. You've left that point of holding on to that word and rejoicing about it, to allowing the cares and the storms of this world to beat against the ship of your promise. And all of a sudden, you, it looks as if you are going to drown. Am I making any sense? And if there is anyone in that situation today, it is time for you to get back to the word, hold on to the confession of your faith, and stick with the word. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. This evening we are going to take in communion. And we are going to pray two, three minutes. And the prayer is simple. You are going to be asking the Holy Spirit to help you 
to stick with his promise. Do you understand? God does not do anything outside of his word. There's nothing you can do about it. That is how he operates. Because in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. So everything he does, he does from the fullness of the word, from the abundance of the word. He's not going to do anything apart from the word. Amen. So if you are going to get any result, you are going to have to stick with the word. Hallelujah. Can we rise to our feet? If you are going to get anything, you are going to have to stick with the word. So before we take the communion, in two, three minutes, I want you to just say and ask the Holy Spirit to help you to stick with the word, to be constant with the word. That scripture in Hebrews 10, 23 says that we should hold on to the profession of our faith without wavering. It doesn't end. It says, for faithful is he that has promised. Faithful is he that gave you the word in January. To be faithful means to be consistent, to be constant, to be committed, to be loyal. God is loyal and committed to the word he gave you. How will you begin to speak in other tongues if you can? God is committed. Committed. Absolutely committed to the promise that he gave you, to the word that he gave you. Even if he gave you that word five years ago, he is still committed to it. Are you committed to it too? He is committed to the promise. Faithful is he that promised. In other words, committed is he who promised. Consistent is he who promised. Reliable is he who promised. Committed to what he has promised. We are in the middle of the year. Keep speaking what God has said to you. Because God is with you. If you can remember some of the things he said to you in general, start saying it again. Begin to confess and to declare. Maintain your stand that this is what God said and it's going to come to pass. This is what God said and it will come to pass. When we have all gotten the bread and wine, we'll take it together and we'll speak in tongues for two minutes. Loud and clear. God is faithful to his word. I will be faithful to what God has said to me. I will hold on to the profession of my faith because faithful, committed, consistent is he that has promised. 
Do we all have it now? is a symbol according to what Jesus said of his body and we also know the bread is a symbol of the word of God so indeed as we take this bread and take and partake of his body partake of his word again of his promises and the things that he has said there is a reactivation of everything that looks dormant and every sheep that looks as if it's about to sink as we take this bread and this wine, the gates are open to us again. I see and hear supply. In the name of Jesus, you can take the bread and the wine. And start praying in other tongues. One minute, can we just pray in other tongues loud and clear? I can't hear you. Ye malabo si de de kanda ya ba lo bre le 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 bogo si ke ya la ba ba ya ne le le bos ma galabo si pro lo bos ingere ya ege te le ge boko supre ke te yambra la ba ba ya he la gaba galo ko si de de ya ma galake bos faithful is he who promised. Magaso de le grado bo sandala baya, makosu de le kesu de le bayan de ya, maleke bo ko zobre kete yebre le borobo sekete yebre le bosh, ende ba subara ba kasu telege borobo sandala baya, yele le le bosh, le ko borobo sekete yebre le bosh Lord, we praise you. We give you praise. Leke borobos, mando lobo sekete yebrele bos, limbrele koseke kambrados. Bible says Abraham staggered not. Hold on to the confession of your faith without wavering, without staggering, because. Faithful is he who has promised. 
In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to the teaching. We believe you have been blessed. Worship with us at David's Court, number 25 Mojidi Street, off Towing Street, Ikeja, Lagos. On Sundays, our first service starts by 8 a.m. and our second service by 10 a.m., while our midweek service starts by 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. Go and do great things. God bless you.